Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with Italy-based marketing and creative startup coach, Christine Mikaelis. She is the founder of the Creative Startup Academy, author of multiple books, a public speaker, and podcaster. She has worked in marketing and advertising for more than 12 years before she decided to start her own business supporting startups. With her hands-on approach, she has helped hundreds of individuals validate their business idea and create a successful startup, as well as working with small businesses supporting them getting clarity and marketing their business. She sees entrepreneurship as a way of life, loves the passion that comes from working in this industry. Enjoy this interview. How are you today? Good, I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Where are you coming out of? Uh, Italy. I mean, it's oh. in northern Italy. Okay. So it's late afternoon. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. My uh, All of my relatives, my dad is full-blooded Italian. He was born in Brooklyn, raised in Long Island. So half of my family comes from Shaka and the other half comes from Naples. I, I've been up there. I actually landed. Ah, from... there you go, Naples. I mean, okay. Well, I landed in Milan and got stuck there because there was a big furniture convention. I didn't know that was a big thing there. <laughs> so Okay, I see. Yeah. Well, uh. it's, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out today. And I want to start everything off here with covid how did you survive the last three years and how did it change you <laughs> and um let's say i have yeah in italy it was quite uh, hard with the lockdown um so we weren't allowed to leave the house for about three months and that was uh, quite difficult especially because i'm quite an active person even if like a, a physical exercise and things like that so that's when like i guess everyone has started to do the exercises at home dancing around and um, things like that um the other thing is uh that yeah it was quite challenging and it has changed my outlook to life as well and to business um, I didn't have to pivot my business as much as a lot of other people because I was doing everything online anyway. But from a personal perspective, I really started to be grateful for the little things in life as well. <laughs> so uh, I think that there's lots of positive stuff that came out for me, actually, even though it was challenging throughout those years. Yeah, I hear that a lot. There was a lot of silver linings for people. Mm -mm. For sure. So let's get to the heart and soul of what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of grade school kids, third graders. It's career day. And one of the kids says, Hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? So if I talk to uh, younger kids, I would probably say I help people to realize their dream and make money with it to be able to live from that, turn their passion into a business. So, <laughs> When you were in the third grade, what did you want to be when you grew up? I don't think I had any idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't when I was 19 or 20 and when I, I finished school. Um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, actually. And I was sure that I never wanted my own business. That's for sure. <laughs> so are you happy with how it's all turned out? I'm extremely happy, yes. I, I would say I'm living my life to the fullest. I, I absolutely love what I do. Um, 11 years into my entrepreneurial journey, I wouldn't go back into a full-time employment. 
I absolutely love every person I meet and talk to and and work with. And yeah, I'm I'm very happy. And I I'm a big believer in not looking back and say, oh, I regret not doing this or I regret doing that, uh, because it brought me to where I am and made me this amazing person that I am now. And I think everyone should think that way. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about your childhood. What were some of the seeds that were put into you that became an entrepreneur and that became you know, a part of you wanting to help people? Um, I don't actually know. It's, it's a bit difficult because I, um, it's a bit strange with me. I don't remember much of my childhood. I had an amazing childhood in Germany. So I'm originally from Berlin. Um, and there's not really entrepreneurs in my family. Um, so there weren't any entrepreneurial seats planted there I would say that probably came later but again then I never wanted to have my own business I thought I just figure out what I do I did like three years worth of internships after my school and then um, figured out what I don't want to do and so one after the other basically it excluded the things I didn't want to do um, before actually finding the world of marketing thinking that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life um, until after a decade, I decided it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And then uh, I became, I would say, an accidental entrepreneur because I did like coaching training and I did an NLP uh, training, so neurolinguistic programming. And I really enjoyed that. And I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do for now and see for how long I really enjoy doing that. So who's been yeah. kind of an inspiration or a hero for you in your life? I love my mom, I would say. Um, she's kind of a superwoman for me uh, with a lot of things. Um, my sister, for sure. My dad in, in some other ways, uh, let's say. Uh, but my, my mom uh, really, I think, showed me a lot of open ways to see the world. Um, always was there for me, knowing, okay, it's okay not to know what you want to do. And... Um, yeah, just try the things out and do them for as long as you have fun. So talk to me a little bit about like inspirations. Like who would you love to meet on the planet right now that's alive and spend some time with? I guess that maybe two people. There's a Dalai Lama I would like uh, to meet to have some interesting conversations um, and insights. And maybe David Attenborough. Um, the The... The actor, let's say, that's also um, is always commentary on the, those documentaries. I don't know if you've seen them, um, but he he they are two very interesting characters. I think I would like to have conversations with. Excellent. So, talk to me a little bit about motivations. Like every day you wake up and you do your job <laughs> and you you serve the client. But what is that motivator for you to to excel and do what you want to do? Hmm. So I'm someone who loves I'm, I'm like this high achiever person i always need to get things done and I'm, I'm actually learning not to get everything done all the time and put myself too much under pressure there um so i'm getting motivated by getting things done but mainly what's motivating me to actually do this is the people that i work with and the people that i meet even at networking events or something they there's like this energy exchange. So I'm I'm getting a lot of energy meeting people, and even if it's on the screen, um, because I'm hardly meeting ever anyone in person. I'm doing everything pretty much online. So 
meeting them uh, gives me a lot of energy and being able maybe to help them and have this little part of uh, bringing them to success is so fulfilling for me. And one of the reasons why I left the marketing world as in working in agencies, because all of that is very important, but you don't work with individuals and you don't see the individual success. Yeah. What has been your favorite success story that you've been a part of? Uh, hmm. Good question. I think there's a lot in there because I the success is obviously defined by everyone themselves, what it means to them and in their entrepreneurial journey. So for me, it's something else and for, for other people and for the clients I work with. And for me, the success is if someone can turn their passion and maybe go from a part-time job or full-time job to having their own business and doing what they love for a living full time. Um, and that happens all the time. So it's, it's really difficult for me to pick something. It's it's more every everyone that helps me. Oh, Christine, I was able to do this. I was able to do that. And, and you helped me with that. Thank you so much. That's the nicest thing that can happen, really. Yeah. yeah. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into a 20-year-old version of yourself, and based on the life you've led and the wisdom you've gained, what advice would you give to your younger self? It's okay not to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, that that's it, because we don't know. Things change. Things are out of your control as well. So if we talk about COVID, pandemic, I mean, so much change. Um, but there's so many your values change maybe also you get children or i don't know what your life changes your value changes and that means also what you want in life changes and what you want from work or from from your own business changes and i think having that flexibility and knowing will be okay who knows what i'm going to do in a few years i do this for as long as i enjoy it and it works and then i i will see what happens and i'm okay with changing and it's okay not to know what you want to do for the rest of your life True. Very true. Great advice. Of all the things that you've accomplished and done in your life so far, what are you the proudest of? Um, I think having a very good work-life balance. There, there's so many things I could say, oh, I wrote 20 books. Oh, I've done this. Oh, I've done that. Because like I said, I'm I'm someone who constantly achieves things. So for me, also, I'm learning to celebrate the things that I'm achieving and there's so many things that you, you that are worth celebrating. But I think having this work-life balance that a lot of entrepreneurs miss and really separating my business life from my personal life have been one of my biggest achievements to not work too much because I was close to burnout. And, and there's a whole story behind that that made me do that. Uh, like for a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of people, they have to have something, let's say, not so positive happen in their life before they take that step um and that happened and that's okay because it it got me to where i am and really have this work-life balance mm. so as an author what was the first one of the first books that you ever read that really made you either want to read or write someday sorry my internet connection was gone there yeah that question could you yeah. repeat that for me sure so as an author, what was the first book that you read that really motivated you to either want to write or read more? The first book, I don't know. I think I really enjoyed The 4-Hour Workweek by uh, Tim Ferriss. Mm, I wouldn't say it necessarily inspired me to write a book. 
write my inspiration to write my book was actually to get my coaching certificate done uh, because then you had to write a thesis that I then turned into a book. <laughs> um, yeah. Everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, clients, but you're the one that lives your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think I'm this crazy, weird, happy, unicorn-loving, cupcake-eating, dancing-on-the-rainbow kind of person. <laughs> so as somebody that is, you know, has Italian blood in me, I've loved being over there. I've been over there a few times. What do you like the best about living in Italy? The food. <laughs> yes. And it's an event. <laughs> That's the thing. In Italy, it's like a full, it's, it's, it's different than it is anywhere in the world. It's hours and hours of eating. And whilst you're eating, you already talk about the next food that you're going to have. So if you have lunch, they're talking about the dinner. If they're having dinner, they're going to talk about the next day's lunch or dinner. And yeah, it's events and it's extremely long. The only thing really that I don't like so much is that it's so late when they eat. <laughs> but um, but absolutely, the food is, is delicious. And I would have said probably a few years back also the weather, because I used to live in the UK for 10 years and then coming here, obviously, uh, as a sun lover, were amazing. However, if you're here for a few years and you have the summers that are like 40 degrees um, hot, I don't know actually what that is in Fahrenheit, but um, 40 degrees Celsius, then you think after a while, okay, it's enough. It's enough. <laughs> it just started to rain here and I was so happy uh, that it cooled down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that sunshine is good. Christine, if anyone out there wants to hire you, get your books, learn more about you, where can they go? Uh, best to go to creativestartupacademy.com. All one word, easy. You can find my social media there, my LinkedIn, or everything that I offer. Excellent, Christine. This has been wonderful. Thank you for your story. Thanks for opening up. Best of luck with everything. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>